Hi Actionistas, I'm your host Tony Barber and thank you for joining me on this Actionista podcast. And in this session I'm going to be talking to Deborah Ager. I just have to share with you Deborah's own description of herself as a chocolate-covered triple-decker cookie of book content. And what Deborah means by that is she's a book development pro with a speaking industry and business background. And to put it simply, Deborah helps coaches, speakers, consultants, and people delivering professional services who've got a proven system to create business building books. And Deborah shows you the way through her unique process, the book activation method. So let's get straight to having a chat with Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, and I'd like to first of all ask you a little bit about you and your journey and how you really got to where you are today, please. Sure thing. So I have worked in marketing for more than 20 years, and I started my business as as a marketing consultant. And then during that time, I also have a graduate degree in creative writing, and I've published some of my own books. So when I had my business, someone reached out to me and asked me to help him write his book. And that wasn't what my business was doing at the time, but it became, or I found out that it was a perfect blend of my experience as an author, my experience teaching writing at universities and colleges, and also a great way to use my marketing skills with my clients. So ever since then, I've been working on books with people and I've even, um, through that time period, I developed my book activation method, which helps people create their book, whether they're starting with something or whether they're starting from scratch, and it helps them complete the content of their book. Okay, um, I'm going to jump straight in, if I may, and ask you something about your book activation method and kind of ask you, just can you just sort of briefly explain how that might work, please? Of course. So it starts out, one of the things that I love about the book activation method and creating a large evergreen piece of content like a book is that it helps put people, the authors, in an authority position. It helps develop credibility. And so the first step of that, of course, is to find out who is it we're trying to create authority and credibility for. So we want to focus on our audience. And I work with clients through the process to figure out what is it their audience is thinking about? What is it that is keeping their their future ideal paying clients up at night? And what is it that people need to learn from the book? Because each one of the books I work on is an invitation to change on the part of the reader. And so how do we want that reader to change so they come away inspired and educated? So the first step is identifying that audience. And once we know that, that leads into the next step, which is mapping out the content ideas. Since a lot of the people I work with are so experienced and have usually a decade or 20 or 28 years of experience, then they really know their content pretty well, but they need help getting it out of their head and onto paper. So the next step is to map out the content. That leads into the the third step, which is to put that into a structured format in an outline. And so we work through that together and figure out what is the flow 
of the book that will work best for that reader. And we're constantly going back to who that reader is and what they need to know to move forward. So each one of these steps is interconnected with all of the others. And then after the outline, we then figure out putting down the, the words on paper, which either people can record or um, sometimes they write it themselves and I coach them through it. And then after that, there's an edit and a copy edit, and then they're able to publish their book. Right. So, yeah, a, a quite a structured process. And I suppose I, I'm going to ask you now, uh, how long is a piece of string? Um, but kind of roughly, do you have sort of a, a time span of how long that might take for someone who's thinking, hey, this is this is something that I'm going to do to actually sort of getting to the point where at least they're, if you like, starting to put those words down or, or recording, um, dependent on which you've agreed they're going to do? Sure. I think six months is a very nice timeline. Of course, it could take, you know, there are people who say you can finish a book in a weekend. But what usually happens is that that book needs so much editing later that it's not really finished in a weekend. It's just that people got the information out of their heads in a weekend. So I'd say mm. that six months is a comfortable time period to create a manuscript that you would feel proud of. And that doesn't mean the, man the manuscript may still need some work at that point. And the manuscript is basically the words on paper that will then later become your book. And I think that it's just important to know that, you know, if people can follow a schedule, it will be about six months. If they struggle with following the schedule, it might end up taking longer. My book activation method program is six months and, and people are able to finish within that time frame. Great. Thank you for sharing that, because I think it, it, it can be it can feel daunting when you think about a project like this. Um, and, you know, I think sort of having some sort of time scale to kind of work towards is, is very helpful. Um, now, Deborah, we, we've talked about a book um, so far, but I noticed that you've also on your uh, website, you talked about selling um, training or a course as well. Now, would that work along the same lines if, for example, say, um, I'm a, a services professional and I, it's not a book I'm looking for, but actually I have a course or a mastermind or something that I would like to get out to an audience. Would it work in the same way? Yes, it would work in the same way. And my book activation method also works for content. So I'm offering now sort of a content activation method where I help people figure out the content they need in order to sell their mastermind or course or in to get the word out about what they're doing, whether it's one-on-one -on -one services or a group package, um, leveraging social media to be able to get the word out and truly connect with people is, a, is an extremely powerful and low cost way to have more people coming into your business. Because um, as you probably know, those inbound leads or those leads that come to us are so lovely to get rather than trying to call people up and email them individually and these other time-consuming methods. Sure. Um, actually, that was one of my questions. Is is kind of um, have you got some maybe some examples of, of some ways that your book can bring in leads and sales? Because obviously we're talking about a, a concept, and you're thinking about a concept at the start. Um, and for some people, that's a kind of great. I, I want to sell a training course, or I want to sell um, a book. But kind of how how does that work in terms of bringing in those leads and sales? 
Sure. So I think, first of all, if you if someone has been creating content on their topic and if they have experience in that topic, uh, if they've been creating content on it, they've developed some kind of community. Maybe they have a LinkedIn following. Maybe it's an email list, a Facebook group. Maybe it's just some people who know who they are. Maybe they've been to speaking events. We usually have more people in our sphere than we think we do once we sit down and really think about it. So if you've been creating that content, that's a great way to lead people into your book when the time comes by talking about your book before you do it, while you're working on it, and afterward. One of my clients recently reached her goal of 50,000 words, and so she posted a picture of herself with the printout of the 50,000 words on LinkedIn, and then she tagged me and she shared what she was doing. And so that's a way that she's showing people through the process, hey, I have this book coming out but she's not doing it in a salesy kind of way. She's not asking anyone to buy the book. She's simply informing them that it's going to happen. Um, so I do, have, I do have several ways that people can bring in leads with their finished book. One is to use a section of it as a lead magnet. So a lead magnet would lead people into your email list and, and give them a taste of what it is that you can do. Another one is using that content from the book for your social media posts, whether you turn them into small quotes or you share stories from the book. That's something that I just advised one of my book activation method students to do recently. And then you can also secure speaking engagements. So one of the ways I got into this is I was working for a certified speaking professional and we leveraged the book that he had written in order to secure more speaking engagements at corporations, mm -hmm. at large financial corporations. So that's another way too. And of course you can leverage it also for podcast interviews. One of my clients did that and she ended up on the Wall Street Journal podcast. She ended up on a TV show. Um, so she was able to leverage her book to get those larger opportunities to bring clients into her business. And so leveraging it for PR is fantastic. And then of course you can sell it directly, but I always counsel people when they talk about that, that what you're really looking for is not the sale of a book for five or 10 or 15 pounds or dollars, but you're really looking for you're really looking for what that larger opportunity is. Maybe it's an interview with someone who brings in more clients. Maybe it's a large consulting contract, a speaking engagement, something like that. Great. That, that, that's, that's very useful. Thank you. Um, now, we have quite, a, you've talked about sort of um, professionals that have been established for 20 plus years. I, I know we have quite a lot of listeners that fit into that category. Um, and I know one of the issues has been sort of, OK, we, we've worked with clients on a one to one basis and we don't think we have this list or community. And how many people do I actually need? Because I've heard that these YouTubers have got thousands thousands hundreds of thousands so kind of somebody that's thinking well hold on a minute I haven't got a, a community what would you suggest then Deborah please well I think actually working with someone like you I think you do this kind of work but you know going through the numbers and figuring out how many clients do you actually need to make your business work so just to use hmm. far-flung numbers if you if you charge a thousand dollars per client for whatever you sell you're going to need quite a few in order to make the numbers you need to survive and also thrive. If you charge 15 or 20,000, then you're probably not going to need as many clients, plus you won't have as much time anyway. If you charged 100,000, then you would need far fewer than any of the two previous scenarios. So I think being really clear from a business perspective about what you need in order to maintain and grow your business is extremely important for any time you're marketing anything, whether it's a book 
or something else that you're doing. Mm, yes, yes, thank you. So it, it's really sort of reassessing the basics, which I think is something that um, as a as a busy sort of professional services, a lot of time is spent actually delivering those services. So I think what, what we need to urge um, listeners to do is to kind of go back and reassess those things that perhaps you haven't revisited for a while, because I know that it's a common complaint that hold on a minute, I'm spending all this time in delivering the services, although I don't want to be. <laughs> Which is, of course, yeah. where your, your your method actually really comes in, the book activation method, because it, it's a way of getting to more people, uh, isn't it? Yes, it's a way of getting to more people. And it's also it's also another tool that someone can use in their business to warm people up. So by the time you are on the phone with them to talk about working together, you don't need to go back and explain everything from the very beginning. But they already understand your methods and process and they already understand from your book how you are different and that applies to your content too because to me a book is content so to me there's really no difference between content creation and creating a book except for the structure and the format in which it's provided so when you have some of these things figured out it really helps you succeed overall Right, because I know that we also have quite a few audience members that uh, are in the category that I've just mentioned who kind of are very knowledgeable um, and are spending their time on a one-to-one -one basis at the moment. Um, and actually, they want to get away from that. So um, I was particularly interested when you mentioned kind of the content for training courses and things. Mm -hmm. um, presumably, we've said that the book activation method works really well with that without sort of giving away any any details do you have any examples of the kind of businesses that have perhaps been able to transfer sort of doing one-to-one -one client work to something which is perhaps a one-to-many method please sure so i think uh, one example is you know a financial advisor who is working with people one-on-one -on -one and then created a group program around becoming better with your finances and making improvements in that area of personal finance and as well as retirement planning. So that's just one example. And so it could be structured as a course that people do by themselves, or it could be structured as a mastermind where you're also operating as the connector between people who may appreciate support from other people trying to achieve the same thing. And then I see it a lot. Um, I did it in my own business. So I was working primarily one-on-one -on -one with people. And then I opened up the book activation method. And that was sort of a step towards, towards doing things in a group style format. And then I have, and then in the future, I'm going to do even more of a focus on groups so that I can help more people. And it's lovely because you do get to help more people in that way. And not everyone needs that full on one-on-one -on -one support. Um, and also, I've also seen it work really well for people who teach search engine optimization, which is all about helping your website gain higher rankings in the search engine results on Google and other kinds of search engines, where people may have previously consulted one-on-one -on -one with companies, where SEO experts were consulting one-on-one -on -one with companies, and then they decided, you know what, I'm going to offer a course. And it might be from, a you know, the attendees might be a business owner who wants to know more about it. It might be someone inside an organization who needs to advance their career. So I'm going to create a course and have them in there and do that and then leverage my time um, and my expertise. 
that that's great because you, you you've actually already gone through that process yourself um so that that's kind of you'll have an insight as to how people are feeling because i know that sort of some of our our listeners are, are at that stage where they, they, as you say, they've got lots of experience, um, 20 plus years, and they're very knowledgeable about that, what they do. And they've done it now for 20 years. It's that one-to-one service. And they want to do the one-to-many, but it's kind of taking that leap, that mindset, the kind of saying, well, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I've worked with clients one-to-one, but now actually I'm going to, in my head, change my business. And for some people, they feel that change is quite dramatic talking about the sort of mindset and, and feelings involved are there any tips that you could give to somebody who's, who's at that sort of process where they're thinking yeah I, I want to do that but oh I'm, I'm really not sure how can they work through that process please Deborah sure I think it's important to first assess if you need some outside help in the form of a coach and see if there's someone who could mentor you through to be able to make that kind of change. Any kind of change is very difficult to make. And then another one is to look for content on that topic and stories about people who have done it before and to read about those stories of success and also to read about the challenges that people have had along the way. And that way you can be well informed. And if you experience a similar challenge, you'll know someone went through it went through a similar challenge like this before and they got through it so I can probably get through it as well I think those are three things that people can do fairly easily in order to work on that Sure. I think that they're great tips. And I think certainly, you know, somebody that's done it, um, you, you very often think, oh, hold on a minute. This is this is too big to tackle, uh, particularly when you've been doing it for 20 plus years. So I think that's a great tip because the chances are there will be somebody that's done something very similar to what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, it, reassuring, isn't it, Deborah, when that happens? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Just very briefly, um, back to you personally for a moment, if I may. Um, a lot of our entrepreneurs are, are very interested in a sort of typical day, a, a business day um, in the life of a successful entrepreneur, kind of from, you know, whether you take some me time in the morning and, and how you plan really. And do you work towards sort of big goals or little goals? So would you mind just sharing with us something about your typical sort of day in your business life, please? Of course. So what I what I didn't do early enough was figure out my whole strategic plan. So there's a there's a um, there's a place where I took a class on creating a plan. So I did that. That helped me drive down or flow down to the daily and weekly actions I need to take in order to succeed in business. And that really helped me know what to focus on daily, because I know one of the struggles I had early on and then a lot of people do experience is, oh my gosh, I have this business, now what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do every day to ensure that I can have success? And it's interesting because I'm actually starting to work on a book with someone who teaches people um, how to get leads, and he said some of his clients will say, it's not working, it's not working, and then he'll ask them what actions they're taking, and they're not actually taking the actions. <laughs> and I'm in another group where, um, where I see people doing the same thing. They'll say, it's not working, but I actually, and then they'll say, oh, I could be doing more. And then it really comes down to, well, if they'd taken the actions, they'd be succeeding. And the actions are usually related to marketing and and getting the word out there about what they do. So I think that that's a big piece of it. So my typical day is figuring out what I need to do each week, creating the content, 
that I need, figuring out what content can be repurposed, especially the content that did well before. Then I coach people. So I interact with my clients over Voxer, which is like a walkie-talkie app. Um, I'm also you know, reviewing their materials, helping them move along to the next step, and then also planning for the future of the business and the kinds of things that I want to have happen in the following quarters to be able to reach my goals. Sure. And I think sort of working with you, um, from my understanding, Deborah, you offer something which is also accountability, which is kind of someone to turn to to say, hold on a minute, I I'm, I'm having a wobble and I haven't taken this action. Um, and I, I think that, that that must be very helpful for your clients to have that kind of accountability and support. Would you agree with that? You are quite right. That's exactly what one of the things that people find so useful is to know that someone's on the other end kind of watching them <laughs> in a friendly way. Yeah. And then also having a thought partner. That's really important to a lot of my clients is having someone who can say, hey, have you thought about your ideas? Great. Have you thought about adding this to it? Have you thought about comparing it to this other idea over over here so your reader understands better how it applies to them? Um, so they they appreciate those things. And then they also really like the like the fact that we can weave marketing and bake marketing into the book from the very start. So yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. Great, <laughs> thank you. Because I, I think that that is something that our audience generally um, would benefit from. Um, and you know, I, I think it's just an important aspect that it can be lonely in business, can't it, Deborah? Particularly if there's just you, uh, you know, running your business. Um, and I think that, that that is something that people quite often don't want to admit. And having, as you say, that I love that word, thought partner, <laughs> that, 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 that's really beneficial. So thank you for sharing that, that with us. Um, I think that another thing that you've just hit upon is kind of a lot of entrepreneurs, when they do something, they expect results. So that might be kind of, you know, you put a Facebook ad and you expect to sell from it straight away. How do you sort of um, work with clients who have created that content and then are expecting a result, be it, as you say, an opportunity or a sale straight away? How do we kind of calm that, that, that <laughs> one fire down, please? Yes, I think it's important to think about what it is that we deserve in any given moment. So if we've been working on a platform to expand our, our foundation there and to expand our connections there, then I think it's fair to consider or to think that we do deserve more engagement and sales. But sometimes what I find is that people have just started something and they're not getting the results right away. And just as you said, you know, they, they begin to feel uncomfortable with that or they they're not so excited about that and so I just think it's important to think about given what you've put into it so far is this the time to be expecting a return on that investment of time or money because I'm sure when you coach people sometimes you have people who are like they want they want some kind of success or quick win the first week and not every kind of coaching experience is exactly like that sometimes it takes a little bit for it to work Mm, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think we're living in a world, Deborah, where, you know, kind of like we hear about viral videos and that sort of thing where things do appear. And I say appear to happen overnight. Um, but very often it's not like that, is it? As You know, as you say, it's kind of working with what you've got and assessing um, what you've put into it as well. And generally, I find when you kind of look behind these 
stories and in inverted commas that actually <laughs> there's a whole lot of work before you actually get there um so yes thanks for putting that into perspective um sure. for us now just briefly talking um, about your website, if I may, um, I think that you've got some free guides available um, on your website. Could you just tell us a little bit about what, what's on there, uh, please? Of course, I have two. The, the first one is uh, how to the three insider secrets to get sales and wow readers with your book. And that goes through uh, three steps that I've used with my, my paying clients. And then the other one is a story lab blueprint, which helps you go through the process of creating a story that you can use on social media right away in order to start connecting with people. Right. OK, that's great. Thank you. And um, if people want to um, make contact with you, um, Deborah, how, how is the best way to do that, please? I'm on LinkedIn, Deborah, Deborah Ager, and then also they can email me, Deborah at radiantmedialabs.com. That, that's brilliant, thank you very much. Um, and I suppose just to finally, Deborah, I'd just like to ask you, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the um, our audience, particularly those who are at the, mm, this is something I'd like to do, but you know, I need to make time or I, I need to kind of get things right in my head? Sure. I think um, I would ask if that's fear talking or if that's really something that is a concern, because sometimes I find people say they don't have time or, you know, there's all kinds of excuses people um, mm. can have happen. And, and a lot of it boils down to being scared about moving forward. But one of the things I would ask is to ask yourself, how will it help your business mission to create content? and to have a book. So whether you're creating social content or whether you're, you want to write a book, either one, how will that help you achieve your business mission? If you, if you have a, a good mission that you feel good about and you want to expand that thought leadership and your ideas and have more people see it, then content is a great way to do that. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. So it's kind of going back to really reassessing you and your business at the same time. Um, and as I mentioned, sort of the people that have been in business for a long time, um, sometimes we don't spend as much time as we should, Deborah. <laughs> so that's exactly. Great. Well, Thank you so much for um, joining me uh, today, Deborah. Really appreciated your time and your input and you've given us a lot to think about. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thanks to everyone for listening. Well, thank you, Actionistas, for joining us on this podcast. I know it will have given you an awful lot to think about. We look forward to welcoming you on the next podcast.